TCU added another player in the transfer portal on uh, Wednesday, talented wide receiver from Oklahoma State. We'll talk about that next on Locked on Horn Frogs. You are Locked on Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked on Horn Frog. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't. We're nearing 500 subscribers, which is pretty cool. Um, also, find it on your favorite podcast platform. I apologize for my voice. I'm dealing with either allergies or some sort of cold, but it's been bothering me for the past few days. I know I've been coughing some on the pod, which is uh, not great for audio or video, but you know, kind of is what it is. So, apologies for that. Um, TCU continues to acquire talent in the transfer portal on Wednesday. Uh, John Paul Richardson from Oklahoma State, announced that he will be heading over to Fort Worth after spending the last few seasons at Oklahoma State. Um, Richardson is originally from Missouri City, Texas, so another Texas kid coming back to the state of Texas. Um, he had 49 receptions for 503 yards and four touchdowns last year. He did have – I remember him having a few catches in the uh, game against TCU, and he's a slot guy. Like, he's an inside receiver. And so you add him to the mix. This is a proven commodity at the college level. Uh, had a really good season last year. His biggest game last season was against Central Michigan. Had four catches for uh, 73 yards. As I said, four touchdowns. So as a way of finding the end zone. Against TCU last year, had five catches for 51 yards. Um, he's a guy that's going to move the chains. You know, six foot tall, 180 pounds. Runs good routes. Playing that inside receiver position quick athletic and they had him along with Jojo Earl um, to take, you know, the place there in the slot. I was going to throw this out here on YouTube, or you can tweet at me. Uh, my Twitter account is at Simcox Steven. Uh, the show Twitter account is at locked on TCU, but I want to know this receiver room is, is starting to look really fun, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of talent. There's not a lot of proven commodities there. Um, so who do you think is going to lead the team in receiving yards next year? On the outside, you'll have Quincy Brown coming back from injury. Um, you'll have Savion Williams. You'll have Jordan Hudson, who really popped towards the end of the season. Uh, potentially Cordell Russell coming in as a true freshman. Really talented wideout. One of the better wide receivers in the nation coming out of high school. Um, and then on the inside, you'll have guys like JoJo Earl. You'll have um, John Paul Richardson. Um, there's, there's a lot of names to know here wide receivers that can make an impact. Corey Wren is a name that we didn't really see this year. I don't know if he'll be more in the running back position, but I mean, he's a guy that they uh, could use out of the backfield. Trent battle with somebody use out of the backfield. Uh, if Jared Wiley comes back, he'll be there at the tight end spot. Major Everhart is a name um, that got some, you know, got some, his name got brought up some last season. He's a, he'll be a sophomore next year, a redshirt freshman. And another young guy who has a lot of talent and was a special player coming out of high school. Um, there's a lot of names to know in this wideout room. And some I probably didn't mention there. So who do you think is going to lead this team in receptions? Um, I'm not sure yet, but I think there's potential to have a really well-rounded wide receivers group. And retaining Doug Meacham, um, at the time, I didn't think a ton about it. And I know that Doug – I mean, people kind of got frustrated with his play calling abilities through the years, but I feel like it's been huge from a recruiting standpoint. 
he's been kind of leading the way with these inside wide receivers, these slot guys, and making sure that, you know, he's using his previous relationships and leveraging that to try to get guys back in the state of Texas. And so he did that with those with those two slot guys and JoJo Earl and John Paul Richardson. But with Tay Barber and Darius Davis moving on, I mean, you're gonna have a huge, a huge hole there. And Barber was such a steady presence. You know, it felt like he only made tough contested catches. He made big catches. He found his way in the end zone. And I really think Richardson could be in that same mold. Somebody who can move the chains, um, can, you know, just be a good outlet, be a good safety blanket for whoever is the quarterback. We assume it's Chandler Morris, even though, you know, that could change here in the next few months. But I like this pickup. And we'll, we'll see what else they do. You know, I said yesterday they uh, that Sonny Dykes mentioned they are chasing after three or four guys here, you know, through the end of the signing period. And so that's one. And I still imagine they're going to add some more guys on the offensive and defensive line. I don't know how many, maybe one, maybe one apiece, but I don't think they're done in the trenches. Um, so I feel like that's the next step, but this receiving room, I mean, they're losing a ton of talent. And in part of the, the big reason I asked that question, about who's going to lead the team of receptions and yards is Quentin Johnson. Um, I mean, I assume he's gone. He's projected to be a first round pick. So I don't think there's any way that he's back next year. He hasn't announced anything yet to my knowledge, but um, he'll be, I mean, he'll be gone. Like, you know, I'm just conventional wisdom tells us that he had a massive season and that's, that's what's supposed to happen. Like that's how it's supposed to work. So there is a big hole there. Um, and it's kind of like last year, honestly, like I said, this off season that there was a lot of talent in that wide receiver room. It was just about who was going to step up and be the guy. Quentin became that player that we thought he could be. And then, you know, some other players, um, filled in behind him. And I forgot about Jack Besh too, the LSU transfer. When I was talking about wide receivers next year, you know, he's listed as a tight end. I think they'll use him on the inside some. Um, a lot of weapons, a lot of options. It has to come together. It has to be cohesive. And, again, you have guys with a ton of potential, but not a lot of production necessarily. And so you, you need to find a way to maximize that. But there's a ton of um, there's a ton of hope. There's a ton of talent. There's a ton of potential within those walls. So excited about that. John Paul Richardson from Oklahoma State, he joins the fold there at TCU as they continue to do work in the transfer portal. And um, we'll see how they wrap up this high school signing class, but looking really good as far as bringing in talent and trying to rebuild this thing after the national championship appearance this past year. When we come back, I want to read some of your comments. A few of you chimed in on, you know, the questions about Sam Jackson and, and him leaving. He actually announced his destination yesterday. So we'll discuss that next. And then also TCU basketball, um, rough loss uh, on Wednesday night to Texas. All that coming up. Before we do that, though, uh, bet online. I talked about them before. Listen, if you're if, if you're somebody who's like, I know sports. This is what I do. This is my hobby. I watch it all the time. I listen about sports. I listen to podcasts. I read books about it. I know about sports. I know how these I know how games are going to go. I'm really good at predicting games. I'm good at predicting point spreads, whatever. Well, go to bet online. And give it a try. Um, you know, they have an app for your mobile device. You can just go to the website. And they have all the news you need, injury reports. They have some podcasts of their own. They give you some solid advice on how to wager. But um, NFL playoffs about to get in full swing here. I'm not confident about Cowboys Bucks on Monday night. feel like it might come to the end for Dallas. 
I'm, guys, I'm just a, I'm a beaten down Cowboys fan. A lot of games though to wager on. Major League Baseball coming up shortly. Um, NBA basketball's in full swing right now. So bet online. It's a place to go. It's where the game starts. They have all your just normal sports information, but also most importantly, which you're probably wondering about, they have ways for you to make money. So it's where the game starts. One more time, it's bet online. Segment two here on Locked On Horn Frogs. Uh, so Sam Jackson, TCU quarterback. If you missed it yesterday, he's in the transfer portal. He actually announced his destination. He's headed to Cal. So he's going to go play at Cal there in Berkeley, um, on the West Coast. Found that spot really quickly. I would imagine kind of had that in mind. Maybe there was some communication beforehand. And so I was talking about this yesterday, and I thought some people had some good thoughts. So I felt like I would share them. And Brian Capers said, we need QBs in the room because we're lucky Max was healthy all year. And for us, usually that doesn't happen. Uh, We'll be better for how the season ended and going forward to the program. Georgia probably beats anyone that night, but it's hard to stomach how unprepared we were on defense. I trust Gillespie to fix it as he's a heck of a coach. Yeah, some good thoughts there, Brian. I mean, first of all, yes, you need need more people in the quarterback room. They need somebody else there. They need an experience backup in case uh, something happens to Chandler. Secondly, I think Monday night did make them better. Um, doesn't feel like it right now, but it was it was a wake-up call in in the sense that, okay, this is the level we have to get to if we want to win the whole thing. And now, listen, every year it might not be like that because I truly think Georgia was a historically good team. But that's what you got to shoot for and strive for. And, yeah, I think the coaching staff struggled with the 10-game turnaround or the 10-day turnaround, excuse me. And there's so much, there's so many other things that go along with the national title game. I think it was a real big advantage for Kirby Smart that he, this was his third chance to be there. And they knew the schedule, they knew the rhythm of it. And TCU didn't. But I agree with you. I think it's a really talented coaching staff and they'll figure it out and fix and make some adjustments. Um, it's unfortunate that such a good season ended with a total disappointing outcome. Uh, and then I wonder why he won't be in a legit competition with Morris next summer. And that username on YouTube is little dort 6819. I always gotta be careful to read the usernames. Cause I don't know uh, what you guys are calling yourselves there. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was, I, I said this yesterday, I was a little surprised that Sam didn't hang in there and compete with Chandler, but you know, I'll, I'll get to another comment in a second that I thought was pretty insightful on that front. I, I think this was more just about style of play. Sam is a really dynamic player with his legs. I think he has a good arm. I think he has fantastic arm talent, but just might not be the best fit for this offense. And I feel like the coaching staff was probably pretty frank with him during the season about that. Or maybe he just came to that conclusion himself. And so he was ready to make the move. And, you know, these things happen. Um, Jeff Craig, Professor Jeff Craig, one of my best friends uh, from my time at TCU. Thanks for chiming in, bud. Good to hear from you. He says, I think Sam is going to have a better chance to get playing time. Uh, that's why he's leaving. Chandler had it just about locked up for next year. I'm sure he's upset. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sure he was upset they were pursuing Sawyer Robertson as well. And yeah, that's part of it. I mean, they know he knows that TCU is active in looking for uh, quarterbacks in the transfer portal. And so he probably says to himself, "Well, if I got a starter here, if we have, if we most likely have a guy in front of me who's going to start next year, and then um, we're also looking at other options." then where do I fall in, you know, in this category? Take a sip of water real quick. Where do I fall in in the pecking order, right? And so you kind of see the writing on the wall. Thank you, Jeff. Good to hear from you, man. 
Um, and then Jerry in Texas says Walker Howard, five-star LSU quarterback, might be heading our way. Could that be the reason Sam's leaving? Yeah, so you bring up a good point. Um, I'm always careful with what I share about these things because I don't like putting information out there that's behind the paywall. But what is what is public right now is that Walker Howard, who is uh, a quarterback at LSU, or he's in the transfer portal currently, Walker Howard from LSU, QB, either a four-star or five-star quarterback, depending on what rating service you look at. He's from Louisiana originally. Um, he was at LSU for one season. He entered the transfer portal on Wednesday. And there's a lot of speculation that he could end up at TCU. I don't have the source in front of me right now, but I saw a reporter on Twitter say yesterday they thought he could end up at TCU. Jeremy Clark has some more information on 247 if you want to go there. And uh, if you're a subscriber or if you want to subscribe to get more info, you can. I, I think it's safe to say that they're in on him and they're pursuing him. I don't know if he'll end up there. But, yeah, I think it goes back to Jeff's point, which is um, – they're pursuing other QBs. And so Sam knew that, right? Like he might not known, he might not have known who, excuse me, or what or how, but he knew that they were actively looking at other players. And so he said to himself, where do I fit in here? If, you know, Chandler's going to be the starter next year. And then they're looking for somebody else who has who most likely has multiple years of eligibility. And so he kind of saw the right on the wall and it's unfortunate, but again, that's just kind of the nature of the beast in some ways. Um, I want to talk PC basketball. We're actually going to take a quick break. I'm just going to do a quick live read here before we do that. Built Bar, is your New Year's resolution, is one of them uh, for you trying to eat healthier? That's the most popular one, right? Like, I'm trying to do it. I'm failing at it so far. But one thing that helps me is Built Bar because Built Bar is delicious and it's good for you. Most of their bars are only 180 calories and they use real chocolate. So it's not, I mean, you know, I know some of you eat health food and you're like, you're just white knuckling it because it tastes, it tastes okay. It tastes kind of like something sweet, but it's not really, you know, you need the real stuff, but Built Bar is legitimately delicious and it's good for you. They have all kinds of great flavors. One of their new flavors that I'm excited to try, I got a box yesterday, uh, is the churro flavor. So I'm going to give that a go. And they're also, um, they're online at builtbar.com. But if you've heard these ads for a long time, you're like, I really don't want to go online and go through the whole song and dance of ordering it and the waiting for it and then getting it. Do I like it? I'm not interested. They're also at Sam's Club now. So if uh, you have a, you know, if you're stopping by Sam's Club or if you're around there, pop in. Maybe that'll get you to try one. If it's a little bit easier, you know, distribution, grab a box built bar, see what you think. And then, uh, yeah, so they're they're in retail stores at Sam's Club, also online. That's how most people get them. Builtbar.com. Give it a try today. Okay, so finally, TCU basketball. Um, they took on Texas Wednesday night, and the Frogs fell 79-75, had an 18-point lead at one point in the first half, had a 13-point lead at halftime, scored 42 points in the first half, and really they were doing what I talked about yesterday, which was getting up and down the floor, getting easy buckets, uh, playing good defense on the other end. It was a sloppy game to start and kind of a chaotic, crazy pace. And I think that's really where this team thrives because they can just get out on the run and do things with their, with their athleticism, excuse me. And really in the second half from the jump, Texas kind of took over. At one point they cut the lead to one, but then TCU had a nice response. They went on a little 7-0 run, capped off by Damian Ball and one layup in transition. And, you know, it sort of felt like 
they were going to hold on. Like against all odds, they were going to hold on, but Texas kept coming back, kept coming back. Marcus Carr hit a huge three late in the game that put them up three with under a minute left. Um, Emmanuel Miller had a great night. He was he had 21 points. He was 10 of 12 from the field. Uh, and he had a tough bucket with about 30 seconds left or 37 seconds left, I think, to get within one. He got fouled. He went to the free throw line and unfortunately missed the free throw. And so then Texas went down. Good defense by Xavier Cork. He uh, contested Marcus Carr's shot. And he missed it. But Texas got the rebound, hit a couple free throws. Frogs down three with six seconds left. They decide – Texas decides to foul Mike Miles. Excuse me. <coughs> Texas decides to foul Mike Miles. And it's that situation where you need to make one free throw and then miss the second because you don't have enough time to make both foul Texas, go down – you know, potentially go down two or three points and you can get the ball back and get down the court. Well – Mike Miles missed the front end of a one and one, and so that was a ball game. And the the team was thirteen of sixteen from the line overall, which is much better than they typically do. They just missed two key free throws down the stretch, and I mean they've consistently struggled at the line. Really, it goes back to as long as I've been following TC basketball, they've always had bad free throw shooting teams, whether it be Trent Johnson and that crew or this Jamie Dixon squad. They just don't shoot free throws well, especially late in games. Um, you know, they started playing Jacoby Coles late in games when they had a lead because he's one of the few guys they could count on to get the line and, and score. So, got to clean that up. I mean, they're, they're just not very good in the half court late in games, and it, it's frustrating. Micah Peavy was out last night. I think that hurt them defensively late because he's a guy that can, you know, guard up your the, the opposing team's best wing player, guard player. And they were missing his services last night. But, you know, I've heard Fran for sure. Let's talk about how much depth this team has. And I understand what he means. I think there's guys that can come in and give you good minutes. Like Xavier Court gave him some good minutes last night. Um, Coles and Wells off the bench have been pretty solid. Walker's not much of a scorer, but he's kind of a nice change of pace. They just don't have a lot of depth at that guard spot behind Ball and Miles as far as guys that can go score for you. And, in, in half-court sets, and so it just it makes it tough in these games. But they're now 2-2 two and two in conference play. That's a bad loss last night. I mean, it's it's an 18-game Big 12 regular season. These things happen, but there's no way around it. Tough loss for the basketball team last night. And now you go play Kansas State at home this weekend, which is red hot. Jerome Tang, their first-year head coach, came over from Baylor. He's doing a fantastic job. They score points like crazy. Um, they're the number 11 team in the nation. Should be a top 10 team this next week, I think, regardless of what happens against TCU. But you started two and two, you started two and oh, now you're two and two. And so they have to find a way to bounce back against K State this weekend, which will be a tall task. Thank you for listening today. It's Lockdown Horn Frogs, your team. Every-